0: Hey, guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> <$12. laughs> for an almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, little technical difficulty. We work through it. Thanks for hanging in there. Appreciate it. Uh, we, we left off with Pete just a second ago. We're going to get him back on the phone. And once we get Pete back on, uh, we're going to dial up Glenn Hughes um, from the ASA and, and really, really going to dive into this topic right now of with everything that's going on, should we be fishing? Should people fish? Should they not fish? Should boat ramps be closed? Should states be denying people the right to sport fish? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna flush all that out with Glenn. We're also gonna talk about the the, the impact of this on the fishing uh, community, uh, the anglers, the businesses, the sponsors, the tournaments. I want to talk to Glenn about that. And then finally, when we get Glenn on the phone, we're gonna talk about the impact this will have forever. Down the road, after we find the vaccine and we get through this, and we will, we're gonna we're gonna work through this. What's gonna be the long-lasting impact of this uh, year or two years from now? How will this change the fishing industry? How will it change the sport of fishing? We're gonna talk to him about that. Uh, let's go ahead and get Pete back on the phone. Uh, I wish he was sitting here next to me on the couch. I don't like looking at him on a TV screen. <laughs> I like him sitting here better, Pete.
1: Pete. Uh, I I
0: I like being there too. I miss I miss the new
1: studio. It's comfortable over there. Yeah, it's
0: nice. It's funny. It's like so many things. I think when this happened, you know, it really puts in the perspective of you know how I I don't want to just say lucky, but how you know how amazing you know we had we had a all of us had a great life. You we could come to the studio. We'd pack Mm -hmm. the studio. We'd all be sitting next to each other. We'd be kidding around. We'd be drinking beers, we can go to dinner, we can go to the bar, you can go to your favorite store. All that's changed. It's crazy, isn't it? Tournaments, yeah. tournaments, Pete, gone. No more tournaments. Guiding for the most part, gone. <laughs> All these things we took for granted. It's it's changed in a in a in a in a heartbeat, you know?
1: I I was thrilled today because, uh, on ESPN two, uh, they played, uh, I think it was day one of the classic. Mm. So, um, you know, I got to, uh, you know, I got to get a little bit of a, you know, tournament fix, you know, satisfied. I love that stuff, man. It's like the live shows on, on major league fishing and, and the Bassmasters. I'm, I mean, I, I just th- that's mental health for me because I'm I have to, I'm in my office quite a bit, so yeah. I love watching that stuff. Yeah, man, do I miss
0: it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know if there's for for listeners and viewers right now, you know if if you can't fish, if you can't get out and and do it, I agree with you, Pete. I think watching it, I think you know ah. listening to fishing podcasts, watching the Bassmasters, watching Major League Fishing. That's a great second to actually being out there. And I do want to throw it to you, Pete, You know, not, not just as a shameless plug, but for me, I've, I've been home with a lot of extra time on my hands. I've been spending a lot of time on the Internet. I've been spending a lot of time on Bash University um, because I have all this new time now, and I'm going out of my way now to learn stuff, to research stuff, uh, all that stuff, you know.
1: I, I see you over there. Uh, yes, the uh, the forum is being lit up. Uh, I, you and Greg De Palma are have been over there on the forum yes. as of late with us, and yep. uh, it's awesome to have you guys over there talking to all the guys. Uh, and of course, I'm over there, and, and Jason, who is our administrator, and, and all the guys at Bashu, Leadbeater, and and they're all over there participating in the forum yes. over at Bashu and. Um, it's a great. We're we're seeing a real surge in viewership there, uh, for the same reason you're talking about. Yeah. and uh, and we're glad to have all the new people, and glad to have everybody that's been with us for a long time. And uh, we've got great programs in place. For now, we we recognize what's going on, and, and we we have a 50 day standing free trial uh, for Bashu, for guys that are that are home. Uh, you you wanted to try out our program? We're making it easier, making it free. Um, you can go over to, and, and check it out, and we have a great annual uh, discount over there, too, if you wanted to go that way. And for our existing subscribers, we continue to, to beat the payments for you guys. We've got the Rapala VIP program, which is like 30 40% off baits, and big, huge discounts on companies like Flambeau and our other partners that we're always working on to bring to you guys. So,
2: we're, we're trying to
1: take care of all the guys, and um, but BASHU is busy. It is really busy with people, and it's it, it's great to have them over there, and uh, it's great to see you over on the forum.
0: Yeah, well, I, I invite everybody watching Ike live tonight. Um, check it out. Check out – go to uh, TV. go to BASHUNiversity.com, either one. Um, check out the program. Like I said, if you've got extra time on your hands, if you want to learn more, this is a great time to learn. If you can't go out and do it, you can learn a lot from being home, so I invite you to do that. But, Pete, I want to jump to the next topic, um, and and maybe we expand on this when we get Glenn on the phone, but um, all of a sudden, you've got this massive body of professional anglers from BASS, FLW, Major League Fishing, uh, other circuits, uh, bass, walleye. I I mean, across the board, you've got this – Mass of anglers that can't tournament fish anymore, right? they're They're not tournament fishing. Um, and I can't tell you how many calls I've been feeling from people saying, you know, what what do we do? We can't <laughs> we can't fish tournaments anymore. What do we do? But I've never seen in my life so many great feeds, social feeds, live feeds, um and and the anglers are having to change they're having to change their normal routine of just being a tournament fisherman to doing other stuff Mm -hmm. have have you talk a little bit about that because you know for a lot of guys i think they assume that this body of group of anglers is just well they're out of work they're just going to hang around for a year and wait till next year and but we've got companies that we're working for we're still trying to reach people so, we're having to relearn and, and retrain ourselves with this whole thing,
1: uh, like a lot of people. Yeah, it, uh, it's, you know what, because I kind of made a change in my career a few years ago when I, I stepped down off the top tour and, and I started working more on Bass University, more on guiding, um, you know, more on uh, that type of stuff. But what I, I felt a massive withdrawal when that took place for me.
2: Yeah. I
1: bet it, it took me a couple of years actually to, you know, to, to adjust to it mentally because man, you, I mean, you know more than anybody and you're dealing with it right now. I mean, when you get out on the road, everything's alive, you know, time almost, I can't tell whether it stands still or moves at a, at a faster rate. It's one of those. You know, yeah. cause Monday, you don't know Mondays from Fridays from Sundays, yeah. you know, you measure time by the cut line and, you know, what the next pattern is. And you're, you're so focused on that. Um, you know, so when, when you're home now, um, especially you, cause I know how busy you like to be. I mean, that, that's gotta be a really difficult thing, uh, for someone like you to, to to just not have that pure adrenaline rush going all the time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I do, I do like to stay busy, and now you're sort of confined, um, you, you know, to to less options of what you can do. Um, but, yeah. like I said, in saying that, the the beauty, I think, of technology right now, maybe, maybe no better time than now to be able to access a live feed or yeah. social media is – you know, to still be able to reach people, still be able to instruct, still be able to teach the Bash University, still be able to, you know, hit hardcore topics. It's 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 saving me. It really it really yeah. is. You know, because if I didn't have that outlet, I think I'd be struggled even worse. You know, I think <laughs> it'd, it'd be it'd be rough for me. That plus, yeah. I never I never expected I had to become a school teacher. Pete, how are you dealing with that? <laughs> well, our kids are, of course. Not in school for the rest of the year, so it's on the parents to become teachers. How are you yep. handling being a school teacher?
1: Um, uh, re- relearning how to add and subtract fractions right now has been tricky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's uh, yeah, I know you guys are doing it. We're doing. My son's ten years old. We got a great program at his school, and uh, yeah, we're, we're having to step in and be teacher a little bit too. And uh, it's been. It, it, it's been a, a fun, and, you know, it's devastating for, for my son, you know, as all the kids, they're, you know, they can't play with their friends. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're trying to figure out ways to do it like this, like Skype calls. Yeah. And, you know, he can do it on, you know, playing video games and stuff. But, boy, he misses that, that direct interaction. interaction. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's been tough. But, yeah, it's a big adjustment for me learning learn how to teach. But I'm kind of having fun with it. You know, it's a way for me to connect with my son. But, you know, I don't know, we didn't really, you kind of skimmed on it a little bit, and I've had some discussions about it, is the guy business for me is done. Right. It's, you know, and and this is the time of year where it gets rocking.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: calls coming uh, out the woodwork, you know, people want to go fishing. It's so beautiful out right now, and the Chesapeake is, is getting ready to explode. And um, you know, I had a a cool a couple cool discussions with people. You know, a lot of people watching know uh, uh, Steve Chaconis, yeah. the National Bass Guide Service down in the Potomac, and uh, from Smallmouth Crush Fame, Travis Manson. Yeah, uh, I I was able to you know discuss and and you know, of course, we're you know kind of in the in the same business together and um, what to do. You know can we guide? Is it legal? You know, who can go, who can't. And, uh, you know, we learned a a lot about it, but you know, the, as it turns out right now, on the, on the Chesapeake Bay, you cannot pleasure boat. You can, um, you cannot be, you got to practice social distancing and, um, you can only fish for sustenance. Wow. Meaning catch to, to feed your family. So, you know, that, that is the, the the scenario that we're facing These guys, if you're a charter boat captain on the Chesapeake right now, you can take out your trips so as long as they stay six feet apart. Okay. But a guide like me or, or Steve or any of the guys, you know, how are you going to take them into a the bass boat and stay six feet apart the whole right.
0: time? A it's, lot tougher. A lot tougher in a bass boat, a lot tougher in, you know, you guide, and it's more instruction-based. So you've mm-hmm. got to be – you know, you're, you're, you know, you're trying to teach your client, you're up close.
1: So that's, that's out
2: three feet. There's three guys in a boat, man.
1: There's no way you can't, you can't stay that far apart. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's that. And so I'm, I'm shut down until the, you know, until further notice, maybe may might see my first trip. maybe June, July. I, I really have no idea. Right. And, um, and the same thing with Travis, Travis is, um, Really uh, hopeful for his summer season, which is up on Thousand Islands. If you guys ever get a chance to do that, that that is an amazing trip up there yeah. um, to fish with him. But uh, hopefully that's up and running by then. Um, but, you know, the good part about that is, and, and, and I saw this on ASA's website, is, is all the government, you know, revenue that's available. And the guides are able to apply for that to you know, to help them through, you know, these next couple of months when right. they can't book any trips. Yeah. So there there's a little bit of relief, a little bit of help there Right. Uh, for, the, for the guys. Yeah. And uh, and we'll,
0: we'll, see, we'll see.
1: We'll see. But for right now, it's paid fishing trips are a thing of the past.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how, how quickly it changed. I mean, it, it was literally about a little over three weeks ago, Pete, that we were at the Bassmaster Classic. And uh, amazing show, great event, great uh, outdoor expo. We had the Bass University there. We had Ike Live there. Of course, we had the Ike Foundation there. And, I mean, tens of thousands of people coming through and, you know, pictures and telling stories and shaking hands and, you know, the world – it was right on the – Right on the front end of all this, Pete, everything was seemed great. And then, boom, in a flash, you couldn't imagine going to an event like that right now. And, and uh, it's crazy how it changed so quick. I know. I, I
1: can't believe you said that. Three and a half weeks. Uh, it, it, with all we've been through, it seems like it was like months ago. Yeah. But, uh,
0: you know,
1: it's... Yeah, it, it was. It's. It's. We just. We just got that in. We absolutely just got the classic in. I'm really glad we did. I hope we. You know. I hope we didn't do a disservice or spread anything by. You know. By being there, it was an amazing event. It was great to see people, and um,
2: and boy, now we're here
1: three and a half weeks later. We're on complete lockdown, and we don't even know if we're fishing. So it's, yeah, it's it, it's it's nuts. But it was a great classic. I'll tell you, it was fantastic to do the live. Uh, interviews and all the great people we talked to. One of them that stands out in my mind is uh, I got a chance to talk with Dion Hibden, awesome, yeah, and and what he's doing now. And and uh, he's got a great new relationship with the whiskey company called Tin Cup, Tin Cup, yep. And and it's uh, it's going to be putting the Hibdens and uh, you know, back out on tour uh, in the upcoming years if we have a tour, right. (laughs) Uh, you know so it, it was exciting to see him he's such a talented angler you know he's won the classic and everything else and uh, and it, it was it was fun to visit with him but man oh man we got we
0: got to talk to everybody
1: down there it was a lot of fun yeah
0: it was it was a great show and I hope everybody got to tune in a little bit to some of the Ike lives that happened there and of course we've got a bunch of bu lives that we did that I know you'll be seeing real soon so mm-hmm. it was a great event uh, Brian when you get a chance we don't have to do it right now but uh, let's get Glenn. Patched in here, and uh, yep, yep. And we'll start, uh, we'll start flushing this out a little bit. I know. Um, before we get Glenn on, Pete, I want to remind everybody watching and listening right now that amongst all this madness, uh, we decided to launch a virtual bass tournament, Pete. Ah. And oh. it, this has been incredible. So with everything that we're talking about, keep this in mind, Pete. We're talking a lot of doom. We're talking a lot of gloom. We're talking about social distancing, all this stuff. Um, I'm trying to give you a figure here. I want to say at last count, which was earlier this morning, we were at like, let's say 450 plus participants in this virtual bass tournament. Um, That's so fun. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so awesome. And it's um, if you're watching, listening right now, you don't know about it. Listen to me. It, it runs for an entire month. Every week, so for four weeks, every week, we're going to reset it and give new winners. Uh, it's a bass event, and we're we're going by length. So you have to have an official uh, a board, a measuring board, like a golden rule. And we're going for the longest bass and then the longest three bass each week, and we'll reset it. And we're giving away some amazing prizes. But here is the silver lining. There's two of them. The one is – you got to try and beat me first, Pete, because I'm fishing them too, right? So I, I'm really, I'm, I'm throwing the challenge out to a lot of people to try to beat me. And I'm pacing myself. I haven't even fished yet for this event. I'm going to be fishing over the next three or four days, and I'm going to try to be. I'm going to try to enter some really big ones to try to win this thing. in the northern division. There's two divisions: northern and southern. You're screwed. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the guys
3: on the Great Lakes are pounding them right now. They're probably, but
0: that's okay. <laughs> But here's the other thing, Pete. It's only $20 to enter, and that $20, every penny of that $20, it's gone to the Ike Foundation. And because times are crazy right now and kids can't actually fish in groups, our normal routine, we're donating all that money to kids that have sort of been displaced by this whole COVID thing. Um, So a lot of kids, you you know, you look at our kids, Pete, we're lucky, right? But there's a lot of kids out there that – you know they're they're not getting lunches now because they're not in school, right? their right. Their parents aren't working. You know it's hard to put dinner on the table. So all that money's gone to to kids um, that are that are struggling right now because of what's happening. So if you're watching right now, please check it out. Uh, if you've got a place that you can fun fish, again, we're not asking you to get in a boat with thirty people. This is a this is a solo event. Um, you know, follow the right practices, but you can get out and do it, right? If state and federal guidelines allow you to do it, we invite you to do it. You can go. You can go to org, You can go to mikeikenelly.com. Uh, of course, all my social feeds will be listing some stuff too. But I wanted to mention that Pete, that uh, w- we launched that program. In all this doom and gloom and absence of tournaments, you still have a way to fish. Uh, a little tournament, still have a way to compete. So.
1: That's cool. That that that's a really cool and fun thing, and uh, I was really looking forward to crushing you on it because ah. uh, the um, you know we have a golf course right here in my neighborhood, and, and wow, they 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 tend to be really good. I know. Big I never I, I never fished them, so I was really you know I was going to just kill it, figuring you know that it was going to be great. Yeah. And uh, and I I in three ponds I have yet to catch a bass. So wow.
0: <laughs> you might. I don't know. If, are you throwing the wrong bait? Are you holding your doll wrong? Or what are you doing?
1: I, I might be out of practice. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I think the the, pond, the ponds there—they just aren't that good. So uh, I've got to find another resource to to get after you with. But uh, well, what a fun idea! It's a, it's exciting to see so many people into it. And what what a great thing you're doing to for the kids. I know I saw some reporting over in Philadelphia. They were making lunches, two meals a day, available to the kids. Um, because, you know, the kids that would normally get lunch at school and even breakfast at school didn't have it now. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's great that you're doing that with that funding, man. Congrats on
0: that. As we're talking, Pete, I'm going to give you an update real quick. Uh, we're using, um, a really cool, uh, app, a really cool program to track it. It's a lot like Mm -hmm. a, a kayak event. We're going by length. You upload everything on your phone. Um, and, uh. Let's see here. I'm going to give you an update. This is – we're using a fish donkey. And on fish donkey right now, when I look at it, currently um, for big fish in the northern division, we have a 23-incher, Pete, caught by Ron Sanchez Jr. In second is a 21.5 fish, and in third is a 20.75. That 23-incher – Pete, you want to guess on the weight of that thing? Saying five, six pounds. What do you think?
1: I, I was going to guess eight pounds. Eight pounds. Okay, that could be. That could be. I, I don't know. I'm not used to dealing with inch measurements as it relates to poundage. But yeah, you know, when you got a big fish like that, that, that its tail soars off, sails off the end of your me- most measuring boards. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be. That's got to be a big one. What what state? Was that so? That is, let's
0: see if I can let me see if I can tell you here. That is the northern division. When I click on Ron, oh my god! So Ron actually uploaded a picture of the fish laying on the board and a picture of him holding it. I can tell you, Pete, that it's I'm pretty sure that's a seven or eight pounder. I can't be positive, but looking at this picture, let me see. I can't get Ron's information on what state he's in, but it's a largemouth. OK, it's a largemouth bass. And then listen to this in the southern division. Pete, we have Scott Wald with a twenty four point seven five in first. We have Roy Levery in second with a twenty three incher. And in third is Steve Dahlia with a twenty two point five. So some big fish out of the southern division. Uh the twenty-four-seven-five that Scott caught, it is, without a doubt, a 9- or 10-pounder, Pete. I'm looking at the picture. 100%.
3: Dude, let me tell you something. That's nothing. I checked it yesterday. Our very own Go-Go Gomez. Yeah. He was leading unofficially yeah. with a 1,575-incher.
0: Wow. Yeah.
3: Go-Go. Yeah, How about that? He's not good with decimal points. No. But, but he did have the lead yesterday. <laughs>
2: And shout out, out to
4: GoGo
3: with that. Shout out to GoGo before he was disqualified with that fifteen hundred incher.
2: Yeah,
0: he had the lead. It was a shark, but
3: <laughs>
0: it's okay. Uh, pretty cool. What pretty are, what cool are what is the, the north and
1: south divisions? Where's that? Where'd you draw that
0: split? So I, I, I don't quote me one hundred percent, Pete, but I believe the line was Virginia. Uh, I believe the line was Virginia. So from Maryland up uh, is northern division. I think that line went pretty much across the country. Till it got to California, and then we put California and everything below that line to Virginia, in the southern division, and uh, Canada is also included. It's the United States and Canada, and Canada mm-hmm. is in the northern division as well. So, all the can- all our Canadian friends watching, uh, you can enter this tournament as well. Catch a big old smallmouth, put it in there, have a chance to win.
1: It, is, is it is it just your, is it just biggest fish or? or- what what other prizes
0: yeah are there's there? there's two parts to it so and and again it resets every week so the the longest single fish and then the longest combined three bass total in in inches so oh cool yeah so three fish limit and your your biggest fish so i think i have a shot pete i don't know i'm i'm telling you i, I feel like i could compete in this event
1: well you you, you lake x has some big ones but yeah, I, I mean, you you can go out there and get three big ones for sure.
0: I mean, I'm thinking about between Lake X, between think about some of the local public lakes, Pete. Pummeled. Really, really good.
3: Every one of them's pummeled. No, I don't believe that.
0: <laughs> Parvin, pummeled. I believe has some giants in yeah. it. Yeah. Davis Mill, I believe has some. They, they got some big ones. Some absolute giants. Absolutely. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alloway, I think, could kick out a big one. So there's you a lot of, Becky,
3: Becky's got to let
1: you out of the house. Beck's so. got to let
0: me out. Yeah, but if I can <laughs> get out. I have a chance to win this.
1: Uh, I know that that's gonna that's uh, some guys that that are not employed right now. Um, as bad as that is, boy, they got a huge advantage if they're not working or not able to work right now. Yeah, man, they could they could fish seven days a week. A lot of lot
0: of time to try to win that prize. Uh Brian. You want to get Glenn on?
1: Let's do this. Let's All right. do
0: it. Pete, hang
3: in there for a second. I'm gonna put you on on mute and uh, Mike. You sing a song.
0: Okay, I'll sing a song. Uh, let me <laughs> thank everybody again for watching. You're watching a brand-new Ike Live. Uh, first one we've had back since the Bassmaster Classic. It's good to be back uh, with everybody. Um, just in a second here, we're going to get Glenn Hughes on the phone. Glenn is the president of the ASA. And, uh, you know, of course, we had to get Glenn on first to to talk about how everything that's gone on, uh, how, how this virus situation – it's not just affecting the world, but how it's affecting the sport that we love, how it's affecting sport fishing, uh, how it's affecting um, uh, people's livelihood in the profession, and, and recreational anglers, too. You know, it's affecting everybody. So uh, great, great guy to get on to get his insight on, uh, on what's going on right now with sport fishing in relationship to, to the COVID. Uh, I think we've got him. We've got him on the phone here, Brian. We're close to it. Yes, we do. Okay. I think we've got him joining us via Skype. We're going to find out where he's at. I think he's home. Is Mr. Glenn Hughes, president of the ASA? Glenn, how you doing tonight?
5: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike, and uh, and of course Pete. I really appreciate you guys. You you uh, you're engaging. You're, you you uh, get me fired up. You get a lot of people fired up. And and uh, as I told Brian earlier, you're uh, you're 47 going on 17. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, 56 go- I'm 56 going on 16 right now. Yes, uh, because you know I love fishing and I love everything about fishing, and and so I appreciate what you guys do, and and we we appreciate you teaching anglers how to fish the Bass university, and and also the support of our Pitch It campaign as well, and making sure people are good stewards of our waters.
0: Yeah, well I I appreciate that, and uh, uh, Glenn, I I know you know you're not just the president of the ASA. I know you're a, you're actually a fish head too. You know, you, yeah. you breathe it, you sleep it, you eat it, just like we all do. Um, I, I want to jump right into it, Glenn. You know, this is – I keep hearing the term unprecedented times, and it is. It's is—it's—it's unprecedented. It's strange. It's weird. It's crazy. It's scary. All rolled up into one. Um, but I, I, I want to jump right into how all this is affecting fishing um, because, you know, The best gauge for me, Glenn, is when I make a post, Um, you know, and I'll make a post of me fishing. I make a post, and I'm literally in my kayak by myself out back here, and I'll make a post. And it seems like to me I have get about 70-30 seems like the response thus far. And I have people that love the fact that I'm out fishing, that I love the fact that I'm outside engaging in the sport that I love, um you know practicing social distancing doing the right things but i get about 30 percent. it seems like that number's growing every day that say mike you need to stay in you need to stay home uh they need to shut down fishing why are you out you shouldn't be you shouldn't be engaging in in the in 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 sport fishing right now you shouldn't be doing it what where do you fall on this glenn what what, what's your mindset on how everything that's happening and how it's affecting you know the sport that we love you know
5: sure so uh, like you i haven't been out on the water for a couple hours now um i wasn't catching striped bass here in in maryland because you can't catch striped bass in the month of april right now you can't even target them mm. so uh, I, I didn't catch a couple of stripers earlier today i i, I did not
2: uh <laughs> Oops. but i and
5: and and, and yesterday I, I might not have caught fish that you're not supposed to target because I didn't keep them to eat them, but I'm all in on, uh, on, fishing all the time. I, if, if you, if you don't mind, I would like to back up. I appreciate yeah. what you said earlier and you said it a few times now, you know, really mentioning the uh, doctors and, and nurses, a real shout out to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. they're on the front lines. My wife is a, a beautiful wife of 28 years. Beth is a, an emergency department nurse. She's working tonight in Annapolis. And uh, gosh, she, she's such an amazing person and, and uh, right there working the front lines. I'm very proud of her. And I'm also very worried about her well-being. So um, you know, we need them to stay safe.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, so important. So, uh, you, you know, uh, I mean, it's a crazy time and they are. They're the ones that are really, really dealing with this all time. So we, we appreciate yeah. it for sure.
5: So, back to what you were saying. Um, I, I, it's still surreal, right? You know, like we said, we, we were all at the classic. We were still shaking hands, and uh, there was a few elbows and a few foot taps and things. but uh, we we really didn't know what we were headed into for the for these uh, next four weeks. And uh, I would travel that following week as well it was at the what's called the North American hanging out with uh, six hundred members of of uh different state and federal agencies a uh, combination of every all 50 states represented only agency that really wasn't represented was the uh, department of agriculture and the forest service because they would finally pulled out right then and there and uh and we uh did practice more social distancing in terms of the handshakes and all but th- these states want us to go fishing except for right now the state of washington and south carolina and uh and i think that proper uh what we call uh, responsible recreation we've created the new hashtag pound uh hashtag uh responsible recreation you know i also think fish responsibly works that uh you know we can we can be on the water it's they say we can go for a walk we can go for a jog we can ride our bikes well then we can also fish responsibly keeping our social distance and uh, not getting in anybody's way
0: yeah yeah it's um, yeah. You know, again, we try to we try to be very open minded here on this show, but it's hard for me to wrap my hands around why a state like Washington, why South Carolina, um, are putting these big, broad bans on the sport. Um, Glenn, I can tell you just locally, and 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 Pete will back me up on this. A lot of our our ramps are are closed here, right? So the state of New Jersey, I don't believe, mm-hmm. has put any. Um, any rules against fishing out there, but right. but Pete, we've got Delaware River ramps closed, we have State Park ramps that are closed, um, well, and, and it's really deterring it, it's, a lot of people from, from going out and, and engaging in the sport.
1: I, well, it's I was true. With, I was talking yeah. with Chris Smith of the DEP uh, for New Jersey, and, and they're encouraging fishing. They opened up the trout uh, uh, trout season a couple weeks early to try to lessen the pressure on opening day so that we could get some social distancing and involved with that program um as of right now the state parks are open but the uh the city ramps are all closed like depending on the city um they, they've closed some things down but it but glenn it, it seems like uh you know especially after listening to you like fishing can be a very uh uh, responsible recreation, but I, I think what is what's happening is our us as fishermen we're getting grouped in with the pleasure boaters. So in order, mm. in order to um, in order to keep that social craze like from spring break party scenes happening and beach or you know boats beaching themselves and having parties. Um, in order to shut down that activity is, is, are, are the fishermen getting grouped in with that bunch? Well,
5: not only the, the, the fishermen, but, uh, I love uh, the pleasure boating market as well. And, and, and again, it's a few bad apples that have spoiled it for, for a lot of other folks. You know, if I go to a, a boat ramp that's open, I'm, I'm not really getting within six feet of folks and I'm not really using their facilities either. And I think that we can boat and boat ramps, uh, responsibly just as well and so so don't have the parties on those islands don't don't be uh, have crowds on the beaches maintain your distances be smart and uh and i think that the boaters should be able to to uh, participate just as well uh they're they're partners with us in this and uh you know love having uh, we 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 have a, a little saying here in our industry with the boating industry we go together like peanut butter and jelly you know you, you don't have to fish from a boat by any means but at the same time it sure is enjoyable so Uh, we're getting lumped in, responsible voters are getting lumped in, and and that's not right. So, uh, and that's part of what we're trying to do is make that that known. So on our website, keepamericafishing.org, as well as asafishing.org, we've got a map that has an interactive uh, connection to uh, linked to each state. And it's a a letter that we've written to each governor to make sure that they uh, know that fishing is important to their state. So in New Jersey, for example, Letter to your governor reminds them that you have almost a million anglers uh, in New Jersey that, uh, that spend almost a billion dollars in, in New Jersey, and it creates more than 7,500 jobs. And so that's important on the economic st- uh, side yeah. of it. And then on the other side of it is the, the health and well-being of folks. We think they have an opportunity to enjoy themselves outside, and, uh, and anglers shouldn't be shut down. Now, I think where it gets confusing for a lot of folks is, and you can also find some of this information on our website, is that all ramps are not owned by the same folks. You've got Army Corps of Engineer ramps. You've got uh, national parks and state park ramps. You've got Fish and Wildlife or the, uh, the state DNR's ramps. And so you really don't know. And you, you almost have to look uh, uh, if your local ramp is closed. It doesn't mean that another ramp isn't open because they're not all owned by the same folks yeah, or run by the same folks.
1: Yeah. I, I want yeah, uh, to... Makes- you Go ahead, Pete. I, I was just going to say that, that makes a lot of sense because we're, you know, we're seeing that and, you know, we everybody's getting a lot of chatter. Is that ramp open? Is this ramp open? And, um, you know, and, and the Chesapeake, I work on the Chesapeake. So uh, I guide and I teach down there. And it was interesting to see that you weren't uh, catching any stripers uh, today or recently <laughs> down there. <laughs> but, uh, the, um, I, was targeting, I was targeting catfish and
5: I was targeting uh, white perch.
1: Right, right. White white perch bites. Well, as as guides, that's what we're we're all wrestling with it because two of my good buddies and you. I don't know if you heard us talking about it before you came on, but we're uh, trying to figure out whether or not we can take people out fishing, and uh, the the rules seem to seem to say no to us.
5: Well, of course, uh, each state's different, and so I appreciate the president when he talks about when people are trying to force him to say that they have to make these overreaching. Uh, across all 50 states. We're in a republic, and it's a beautiful thing, and, and, and the governor should be able to make that determination with good input from its, from their constituents. And so in the uh, state of Maryland right now, we've got our own issues regarding striped bass. We don't need to dwell on it too long, but as you know, as well as I do, Pete, you're not allowed to target, not, not even catch and release striped bass through the month of April. Very disappointing to me. I'm working closely with the DNR there. Uh, and, and so we're, we're trying to make sure that anglers have the, have as much uh, opportunities to catch fish, striped bass specifically for the rest of the summer.
1: Well, and I I saw that, I saw the, I was reading some of the work that you're doing down there and, and I think it's great for, for anglers to know the work that the ASA is doing. You guys are actively out there, you know, working on behalf of the angler. Uh, in, in this case, the Chesapeake, you know, where they, uh, I was reading where the, the charter boat people have the ability to keep two striped bass where your regular leisure angler uh, only keeps one and it's an unfair distribution there. And and you guys fight stuff like that for us.
5: We do, Um, if I can back up for a second. So American Sport Fishing Association, our our responsibility and mission is to look out for the interests of the sport fishing industry and the entire recreational fishing community. So We do look at things nationally uh, a lot of the time, but we also go pretty deep into some of the government affairs issues around the, the country. We want clean water, we want sustainable uh, abundant fisheries, and we want access to those fish. And you might have great fisheries, but if you don't have access to them, then, then, then uh, we can't fish and, and you can't build an economy on it. So besides those three things, if, if we're able to do those things and we're able to uh, help support increasing participation, and, uh, and also support this trade and commerce side of it, if we're doing all those things right, then we've got a good economy. And if we have you know, happy uh, anglers, and we have happy manufacturers, then, then that makes me happy. Uh, but right now, our uh, manufacturers are not happy.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I can imagine. I know, um, you know we deal with closely with some of our, uh, some of our manufacturers, and, and we're doing what we can as, you know, as people out there you know we're trying to we're trying to help these companies and work extra hard I know especially guys like Mike and us at the bash University we're ramping up our efforts to try to help support these guys because we know the manufacturers are going through a pretty tough time right now and uh, we're, doing, we're doing what we can it's yeah
5: um, again the way the conversation's changed over the last four weeks is rather remarkable and and uh, we don't want to really air dirty laundry as far as the trade side at the same time, Anglers need to know, well, uh, as you've stated earlier tonight, keep buying product, keep buying the rods and reels and lines and lures that you want and marine electronics and tackle bags and sunglasses and, and hats and shirts and, and uh, hey, throw in a boat and, and, and motor while you're at it. But uh, these manufacturers, they were having great years. They were really doing well through January and February. Some would say uh, record uh, winners, as a matter of fact. And uh, Come the second week of March, it's shut down. And and so, you know, there's pockets and and there's still fishing around the country. A lot of retailers, you can't go in, they're they're shut down. Uh, A a large percentage of them are shut down at this point, just doing some form of e-commerce business. Uh, The manufacturers in a lot of uh, different areas are not able to produce product or distribute product right now. Uh, it's really tough on the bottom line when you in this season, the best season of the year, April, May, March, April, May into June, yeah. and they can't produce or ship product. So we need folks to get out there and buy the product that's in the retail stores now and uh, and, and buy it now, buy it more, buy it often. Uh, these guys need the help for sure. Yeah, they do. They well, that's
1: do. Good. It, it... Tackle Warehouse. I I know they're uh, they're they're hustling and doing what they can out there. And I was trying to buy a, uh, you know, some red uh, chatter baits and, and they're sold out. <laughs> so there, yeah. are, there are some things that uh, that are really flying off the shelves. Try right the now.
5: blue chatterbaits, there, Pete.
1: The blue chatter baits?
5: <laughs> blue, green, pink, chartreuse, pick another.
1: They pick uh, another color.
0: I w- I not want I want to keep talking about this business thing because the reality of it is we and 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 it's loud and clear you know we're all we're all going to try to support these companies we're going to try to support the companies that are in this business that we love but Glenn the reality of it is is a lot of these companies aren't going to make it out of this um, you know the mom and pops the mom and pop shops are going to are going to be hurt a lot of the manufacturers are going to be hurt they're not going to come out on the other side of this what. What happens when all, all this is over? If it's three months, six months, eight months, what, what, what happens? Is there a reset button? Is there, what, what, what happens to the mom and pops that can't keep going? What, what's what's great, next for these great guys? Great question.
5: Great question, and uh, part of it is, how long does this go on? How, how long is this? Uh, it's gonna get worse the next couple of weeks. I think we all agree with that. How fast does the, the curve come back down? Uh, I think a couple of trillion dollars into the economy helps people get through these next six to eight weeks, and and hopefully we'll be able to get outdoors sooner than later. But these are things that really are are, are dependent upon being able to get past this virus sooner than later so that, so that we can participate, participate at the level that we want and that the retail stores are open. And I would say, you know, on top of all this, as good as those sales were, uh, a lot of these manufacturers haven't been paid on those sales yet because of a combination of how the product is is distributed and, and when the payments come. And when they're asked to have extended terms and they haven't received that money, it's that much more difficult for them right now. So I can't emphasize enough the, the importance of, of getting out there and buying some fish, fishing tackle to help these guys get over that hump. Uh, like you said, though, uh, it's really hard to say what's going to happen with some of the uh, large or small companies, how how much are they leveraged at this point? What, yeah. you know, the the banks are supposed to be working with them, and that can be con- confusing as well. Yeah. Um, I, I got to touch on what we have each year. I talked to Brian about earlier. Is uh, you know our main uh, revenue stream is the iCast show in July in Orlando. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you're like me, it's kid in the candy store. It's favorite favorite week of the year i've been going to the show for 30 years yeah and uh, i yep. can't get enough of that show i i wish it was longer never enough time never get to see everybody that we want to see and that show right now is is open for business and uh, we have every intention of the show happening but it's going to be impacted by this of course and, and the uh and the manufacturers are, are, are struggling right now deciding what they're doing as far as their staffing uh, as far as their investments and really, how much money can they spend even this summer? So yeah. uh, we yeah. we wish them the best. I'm going to work hard for them, and and uh, I think it's going to be a great time to get together in 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 Orlando in July and 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 yes. bring this group together, network, uh, make sure that not only retailers and manufacturers get together, but the media gets there, and the media starts talking about the new products again, and, and so it really fires up the audience of anglers to to make sure they get out on the water not only to fish but buy more product.
0: Yeah, well, I, I hope. Uh, I personally hope we're through all this and uh, we get to go to ICAST. I told Brian earlier, I've been at every one since 1998. Woo. I've been at every ICAST, so it's I've I've got a long run there too, uh, and I hope it happens. But the reality of it scares me because when you see major major events in mainstream the mainstream world like the Olympics, Wimbledon. Um, uh, you know, all of pro golf, pro football, pro baseball, canceling for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah. it, it it makes me wary. You know, it makes makes me wary that that we're going to get to see it happen, and I and I hope we do, but but it, but I'm unsure yeah. we will.
5: It's exhausting. Um, it's uh, from 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 dawn to dusk and beyond. Of course, it's uh, this conversation goes on. I've worked very closely with a great team at our office. I have a great group of uh, board and that uh, work with me, um, and I talk to many of the other members as well, and and fully understand the situation that they're in right now. And I'll I'll mention on our side, we're not in a position right now that we have to make a decision. Right. Uh, the outdoor retailer show was just canceled this week. That's about three or four weeks before our show. The uh, it's it's April fifth. We, we're looking for people to have some patience and some understanding. But we're going to try to be transparent, share with them as much information as we can, and uh, and and they're going to need to make decisions right now. If you're making a decision, try to make a decision based on the show going on. If for for some reason, God forbid, that, that the show has to be postponed, then we'll let you know that then as well. And so, uh, but let's get to the other side of this and and talk again in, in early May. And and then really see what kind of position we're in because April fifth is not a good time to, to make that call. Right. I think early May is a chance to, to have people have a little, little bit better idea of where they are and, and what we're looking at for the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Would, Glenn, would you guys would you guys consider moving the iCast dates to the fall or a different time, or uh, if, if you yeah. decided to be the following year?
5: We're, we're looking at all contingencies. The, uh, the situation with, say, the Orange County Convention Center, for example, we've been uh, there. This would be the seventh year in a row, I believe, and, uh, and, and pretty much on that same week of, of July each year. There was time then when we moved in. Uh, really, the Orange County Convention Center is incredibly busy the fall through the spring. And you think about all the shows that are be- being canceled right now in March, April, and May, and they're either canceling or they're looking for, for dates uh, this fall. And I've had a number of conversations with with our board and with other members, and there's a lot of other things that, that take place in the fall for these guys. A, a lot of other wholesaler shows, and and so just moving into the fall is not necessarily the answer. Uh, and at the same time, we've been told by by our friends at the Orange County Convention Center that a show our size, there's not necessarily even a, a, a time period available right now that could fit us. Um, that that. Facilities large, but they've got two, three, four shows going on at the same time all fall and all winter long.
0: Wow, gotcha. Well, let's let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. I I, I don't want to miss an iCast. I want to I want to be at another one this year. Um, Glenn, let's let's talk about the future a little bit because you know we we want to. I I think we want to all believe we're going to get through this. We will hopefully sooner than later, right? Um, you know, best-case scenario, all this is we've, we've got a, a vaccine, uh, things are turned around. You know, by June, you know, we're back in the swing of things. The world's back in its its normal flow. But I want to talk about the future because it's hard to imagine for me that after this, life in any walk of life will be the same. Certainly won't be the same, uh, I, I don't think, in, in fishing, in sport fishing. Um Two part question for you, Glenn. First one is, on the other side of this, will it be as bad as it was for the industry, say, in 2008, 2009? Will it be that bad? Will it be worse? And then the second part of that question um, is, is how long before things get back to normal? How long before things get back on track?
5: Wow! Oh, those are those are easy questions. Thank you, Ike. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I got this right here for you. Um, <laughs>
2: uh,
5: again, uh, so first and foremost, it's going to be uh, the timing of of us getting over this virus uh, at this time, and 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 how soon we can do that, and if we can have a normal summer. Um, chances are we won't have a, a a normal summer, and so I believe that uh, our industry uh, is, is going to be worse off than it was in 2008. Um, it caught us so much by surprise. Uh, it's, it's devastating to think that, you know, the business might've slowed down a lot back in 2008, but we were open and you were allowed to fish and people did go fishing as we, as we used to say, you know, in, in good times we go fishing and in bad times we go fishing.
2: Yeah.
5: And so, uh, you know, I enjoyed 25 years in the media business, and and the fishing business stayed fairly consistent throughout that time and now we've got 50 million anglers out there. We've got it, it fish at least once a year and when you think about how many people that is across this country and, and the desires to continue to do that with family and friends, I think that fishing is going to continue uh, and, and be very strong uh, as far as people getting out on the water. Now. As far as the industry is concerned, it's really how long does this period of time take? The month of April, the month of May, you know, how much of the business is going to be impacted by that? Yeah. If they can't survive these first two months, then then that's going to be the answer for those folks. I think anybody that can survive these next two months are going to do pretty well coming out of it, coming next fall and and into next spring. Now, again, it's it's still it's still up in the air as far as when we get past this and. I'm not a doctor, but I, I listen to my my wife every day, and she can tell me more and more, and and uh, and and she's hopeful as well. But at the same time, we've got to get past it. So I think that the industry uh, is it has been doing very well. It's strong. It's got some uh, deep roots. We've got uh, uh, a great database. I think of retailers. I think we've seen a real resurgence of the local retailer if they can get through this time. I think the the local has been uh, stronger than they've been in, in a long time, and so we we had a nice run from two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty and into this winter, and I think that uh, I think that next next spring we're going to come out pretty strong again as well.
0: Good, good, and and you know here's the other flip side to this, Pete, and back me up on this, Pete. Um, it's not all negative. It's not all doom and gloom, right? Because when you look at this. And and maybe this is just me, but when I look at this, I see fishing as a relief to all this, right? You know, as an escape to everything that's gone on, I see it as, you know, a sport that might get picked up by a lot of new people on the backside of this, right? You you know, somebody doesn't want to be around a thousand people, you know, in, in a different kind of sporting event. Fishing is a great sport because it is solitary. You can enjoy it by yourself or with your children. You know, it's it, you don't need a lot of people. I honestly think that on the backside of this, a lot of new people will pick up
1: the sport. Do you, do you, do you agree with that, Pete? What do you think? Well, I, I do. Uh, you know, and I bring it back to a, a pretty cool quote uh, from a guy you guys all know. Uh, Ray Scott uh, said this. Um, when the economy, uh, is going through some sticky spots, fishing participation goes up. It always does. Uh, and, and I think it's for the, the, you know, for the reasons that you said, you know, it's, uh, in fishing can be done as inexpensively as anything, uh, you know, out there to participate in. I mean, for, uh, a, a limited budget, you can, you can get out and fish. And you can do it all all the time and you can, of course, uh, you know, take it as far as you want to go. Like, like we have. So, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think these times are going to be a a great time for people to get out. And like I I, I think you're right too, Mike, we're seeing new people all the time, uh, getting interested in bash university and getting interested in learning and, and signing up for the program. And, and we're seeing a lot of that right now, but I, um, you know
5: and i'm gonna uh, make a
1: comment on that, Pete? yeah sure
5: please so uh we work closely with an organization called the recreational boating and fishing foundation rbff and their website is takemefishing.org. and and really they're the impetus behind getting new folks out on the water we're talking about the you know they're, they're doing the hard job of trying to reach the non not the avid anglers but those those new anglers and and therefore, they're they're focused on women. They're focused on kids. They're focused on multicultural families, and they've done a great job. And we've watched fishing uh, participation grow from 45 to 50 million over the last five six years, and we we still have goals to get to 60 million anglers. And so, like you said, I think this is a chance for for new folks to get out and try it, and they've, that uh, have some time have some time with the families that are looking for things to do, and and getting out on the water. What could be better than that?
1: nothing could be better than that and uh you know well i keep trying to find ways to go myself and and i i really appreciate the work that you're doing And, and i i hear you know the things that you're saying which is you know you're you're telling us as anglers that you know continue to support uh those products buy those products support all those companies that that keep you all fishing go fishing where it's uh where it's it's safe uh, and, and it's allowed to, you're allowed to participate in it, uh, do it safely and, and, and do that. What, what, what else is anglers can we do to support the ASA? Oh, you know, we are, we're, we're good stewards of the environment. We, we want to help. What, what, what can we do to help?
5: I appreciate that. Uh, and so again, I'll say that ASA is a trade organization for, for the, for the sport fishing industry. And that's, Really, the manufacturers, the retailers, the media, the and uh, the associations that work to make sure we have good conservation. So, uh, from an angler standpoint, it's it's being uh, conservationists and getting out on the water and buying product, and so uh, that's that's the best. And, and make sure let's share social uh, ideas uh, that are that are positive, that are that are uh, co- conservation minded, that are responsible. So, like I said before, hashtag. Uh, Recre- uh, responsible recreation and uh, and fish responsibly and 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 make sure you're staying up to date with those those terms and changes that are happening at each state so that that you are uh, not getting in trouble but you are fishing responsibly so as much as anything support your local retailers support, support the retailers that have taken care of you over the years and, and uh, make sure and you know everybody needs another rod reel line or lower we know that
1: of course. No, and this is the perfect time to get it. This is the perfect
5: time. It uh, is. I know
1: I'm doing it. I'm home. I'm going through my tackle. I'm I just, just broke a rod today. I need the rod.
5: You what? What was that? I just what? broke another rod today. I, I only have about thirty. I got to get another. <laughs>
1: They have That's to repla- right. be replaced immediately, and I, and I think we're all doing that. I'm I'm at my garage all the time working on my tackle, putting orders together, and uh, and I'm I'm stocking up. So I'm I'm gonna try try to do my part there. But are are you uh, Glenn, Are you gonna be uh, entering into Ike's fishing contest out there on uh, weighing catfish in on the Chesapeake or something? <laughs> not not stripers, catfish, You
5: White know, perch. It's. Uh, <clears throat> i have not i've been in in maryland for six years now and we we have an office uh outside of uh dc in Alexandria, virginia and so i have not real i I was down in florida for a long time i haven't really figured out the bass fishing areas although you know your friend my friend alan luck has certainly been talking and showing off some big bass in southern (laughs) southern uh, virginia and so uh, i i might need to get down there and jump on on his old boat uh but otherwise uh uh you know, to me, like, like you guys, I think it doesn't have to be a big fish. I just love catching fish. I love fishing, you know, big or small, uh, new species, new records for myself. Uh, uh, I just, I just got my largest, uh, striped bass in March 46 inches. That was awesome. Loved it. Shout out to my buddy, Keith Frazier on that at all tackle. And, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, that was just two weeks ago while we could still fish for them, And so, um, Gosh, I'll never forget it you know never forget yeah. it for sure Let's, and I some know. point we talk about Philly sports you know I'm a Philly boy right I know that I did yeah. not know that
1: born I and that. raised man are you still celebrating the Super Bowl like I am <laughs> <laughs> all
5: right can can you see this uh, this is a shout out to my 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 son Connor and his future bride Emily can you guys see this
3: Look at that. Yeah, Philly special. Hell yeah. Philly Philly.
5: Philly Philly. She, uh, my, my future daughter-in-law, Emily, made this Philly special pillow for me for That's Christmas. So, awesome. so how cool is that? That's very really um, cool. Very cool. And uh, so I've got the paraphernalia, and uh, the last two seasons have not been so good, but uh, <laughs> we'll never forget it. I, I, I just needed one. I'm a happy guy. You know, I've been frustrated for a long time. And, uh, and, and so now we've got one and, and, and people can, can just leave us alone. That's right. I, but I, I, I agree.
1: I think it was awesome. And, uh, I'm such a Phillies fan that I was, I was even happy to see Andy Reid win this year.
5: I was happy for Andy Reid as well. He was a good coach. He is a good coach. And, and he, he, I don't want to say he didn't, uh, it was probably time for him to go when he left Philadelphia. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy for him and, and that team, anybody but the Patriots, right? <laughs> I know. I know. And the that, Cowboys. That, that, that How many you know, cowboy fans on right now? Probably, so probably. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Philadelphia is important to me. The Philly sports were important to me. I have a twin brother, Keith, who played pro ball for the Phillies. Oh wow! And uh, and uh, I grew up fishing in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. My dad still lives in the house that we bought 55 years ago, wow. and uh, it's 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 he's going to celebrate his 92nd birthday this year. Or this week. And uh, he introduced me to fishing probably when I was two years old. So God love that man.
3: Right on, man.
0: Right on. That's good stuff. Right on. That's good stuff. Well, Glenn, I I appreciate you coming on the show and helping us flush this out. Uh, You know, a lot lot of people watching and listening right now, uh, they want to keep fishing. So I think what they heard tonight is keep fishing as long as you're following, um, you know, social distancing. You're following state and federal guidelines. Go fishing. Keep enjoying the sport you it's love. Keep buying stuff. You know, just just keep going. Um, and I, I appreciate your perspective on it. Appreciate all the work you guys are doing to help Thanks. keep everything flowing. It's it's really really important. So we we appreciate what you're doing.
5: It's our pleasure. We're passionate about it, and, and so we, we appreciate what you're doing as well. And and everybody, just get out and go fish responsibly.
0: There you have it, Glenn Hughes. Everybody, Glenn, stay safe. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Thanks Glenn. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. That's awesome. That's a good perspective, Brian. Because I, I, we were we were talking earlier, and and Pete, if you're still listening, Brian and I were talking earlier about how it seems ridiculous that you know people are saying you can't fish, and they're you know they they're almost like restricting you to go out and enjoy this. Again, as long as you're following the guidelines, right? ridiculous Mm. so it's good to hear you know it's good to hear glenn say it's i know know our
3: our our buddy the riz went out twice yes found two closed boats boat ramps yesterday
0: wow in new jersey yep wow
3: yeah how about that and i think they're they're individual towns closing their ramps
0: closing the ramps yeah
3: mercer and carnegie i think he said wow so they they're probably run Mm. by the towns i just i just don't get it it's a piece of concrete it's not it's not mechanical. There's nothing to operate. There's no reason for anybody to be there. How do you close something that Yeah. It's an ina- inanimate object. Yeah. Just let I it be. Let people enjoy the outdoors. It's like it's like closing a tree. Yeah. I just don't get it.
0: I saw <laughs> some of the posting uh, Brian and Pete of the guys that said don't don't do this. Stay home. Don't, you know, even with my mm-hmm. tournament, we had people posting saying don't do this. Don't hold a tournament. But some of the people posting about the ramp closure said, you know, what if and, and I don't think this is as much in South Jersey with small boats, but what if, you know, somebody gets hurt out there, right? There's not as much personnel, right? You know, what if you know, two bet boats collide or what you know, there's just not as much emergency staff and personnel out there right now. That's one reason to close the ramps. And I, I kinda get that. I could see that point. I don't
3: I don't live my life like that. I don't identify with that line of thinking that always the worst case scenario I just don't right. um, so I don't know I, I struggle with that I right mean, what if anything right that's what true. if the plane's engine falls off and falls on your house that's true I mean could happen on. right
1: now well what what I'm seeing and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the, the PSAs from um, you know celebrities from doctors and nurses um, and the the messaging that i'm i'm hearing a lot of um, matthew mcconaughey did one just <laughs> recently um, and it's our the bull our our weapon to fight this enemy is to stay at home that's our weapon and that's that messaging is 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 being pushed and pushed uh you know for a lot of the reasons that you're talking about but um you know, to slow it down, to give the doctors and nurses a chance to catch up, right. to find a solution, right. to not overwhelm the hospitals. I,
3: I agree um, with that, but there's no difference between staying at home and isolation.
1: Well, it depends on the mass on the amount of people that stay at home, and yeah. the amount of people that don't stay at home, yeah. and you know, and that and that's what that's what these t- these are tough decisions. You know, cities and boat ramps have got to make, you know, or, you know, is, is our boat ramp going to be an area that people can gather and are we doing a disservice by allowing that, you know,
3: I went to Um, home Depot yesterday. I I can
1: tell you there's, there's craziness going on. I, let me tell you this story about the park across the street from my house. We have a park over there. They stock with trout. Well, they didn't stock it this year because the park was closed, right? This, this, the town, the town of of, that I live in closed it and they had, um, you know, all the barrels and the ribbon and the orange and all those and people would come out every single weekend and move the barrels and swamp the park. And <laughs> and they'd be on the jungle gyms, they'd be on the they'd be walking around the, the, the lake and just at be you know, engaging in what would be normal behavior. Just just ignoring it, you know? Yeah. So like I i Glenn said this too, you know, it's like, you know, you got we're you got to they're making decisions on people that don't engage in good behavior, you know, and I think that's the problem that we that we have is that there's a there's a sect of our population that is just going to ignore the rules and, you know, and and do what they want to do. So that that's why some of these rules have been put in place. I, I Like I said, my my opinion on it is fluid. It's changing by the day. And, and, and it you know, should. And,
3: it should. As new information yeah. comes forward, you should. You know, Mm. recalculate and figure out what's right. I went to Home Depot yesterday. I had to. Home Depot. I have a (laughs) rental property. The toilet had a problem. I had to change the flapper valve, whatever, on the toilet. I needed a part. I needed to be there. The parking lot was packed. Mm. They had all the doors closed except for one. So they're funneling people into one door instead of spreading them across three doors, which I was like, all right, whatever, I don't get that. But it was there was a line. Yeah. All these people standing in a line yeah. in close proximity. Great. I was like that didn't make sense to me. I went I left there. Might have cursed. Went to Lowe's, walked right in, never got near anybody, got what I needed and checked out. Huh. So I don't I don't know, whatever. I'm not a Lowe's fan, but in this situation they certainly come out looking better. But I just don't get closing a boat ramp. If somebody wants to go out, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: It doesn't make sense. To me, yeah, but whatever. Some of it, I, I, would, I think is know, government overreach. How about some rules on boat ramp usage? Like you know, you can only have one person per boat, or or you know, a, you know, keep making some rules that people would have to follow. But you know how it is that people would still break them. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm conflicted with it, and um, and and you know, I'm in a situation. A lot of people watching this show are are probably like me, and and I'm in my opinion, a high risk in this scenario. You know, I have a, uh, an inflammatory disease that, that shows up in, in my respiratory tract. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those high risk people. And a lot of people are are probably watching this, you know, yeah. that are, that are in that category. So I'm, I'm tend to erroring on the side of caution as, I think as hard as I can. You, and I'm opting to, man, I, I, I try to stay as far away from people as I can to do my part to protect myself. But I also want to do that part to protect others. You know, I don't, I wouldn't want to spread anything to anybody. So I'm, you know, I'm fishing. I'm still fishing. I'm finding ponds out of the way. I'm going out a a couple times a week and and I'm finding, uh, I'm finding some places to fish. So I'm continuing to fish in this environment right now. I love it. All right.
3: T- I got a few co- few comments, Mike. Oh, you got, board you got some and- comments. All right. So what do you got? just a few things that come through. Uh, Dylan says, I've never seen so many shore anglers in my life out here in California. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think we can all attest to. The parks have never been fuller with people nobody's got work everybody's home right. people are spending a lot more time with their families from what i'm seeing right now and and people are getting outside right again i think as long as you're doing it responsibly keeping your distance i think it's a good thing i think there's some positives that are going to come yeah, from there's this, a this, this there's a few positives
0: there's definitely a few positives once we get yeah. through this and get right. on the
3: other side i think there's going to be some positives yeah. i see i see a lot more family time from a lot of people Chad in Canada says they can close launches they can they can close launches if they aren't public or public don't matter my Kai can be dragged anywhere uh, big poly Pauly. big Pauly. Ah, oh, this was a question when Glenn was on could tackle companies produce mask gloves et cetera?
0: i did see that mm-hmm. i saw something on was it bass fan yesterday that one of the uh, was it pradco is manufacturing something in the medical industry that was needed. Young I can't is remember making what it was. hand sanitizer right
3: now. Is that says. what it was? That's what Big Polly says. Bradco,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: I think that's great. Well done,
1: Bradco. Well done. Yeah. First thing Pradco's What have done right? Oh. I got a quick question. What about our uh, face shields that we have? I wonder uh face safe you know, face? Yeah. Well, you're talking you about know, buffs? I mean, the Bass University. All, everybody's using the Are you face talking shields. About the buffs? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting because about two weeks ago, they said the, the buffs, the whatever you call them, don't do anything. And then the the uh, government agency came out and said to wear them, start wearing them. So I don't know. Yep. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah. What, what, what I've seen is that if, when you wear them, that you should have at least two layers, so you should wear two of them. And it protects you from, uh, from contaminating breathing. somebody else, but it doesn't protect somebody else from contaminating you, you know. So uh, you're basically doing it to protect society. by. way
0: well, I, I saw a post from Swindle where he cut Leanne's bra. Nice. And he had the bra <laughs> cup over his mouth and nose. Well,
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's two of them. So yeah. I don't know if he's auctioning the other. Oh, ba- he might. Maybe off. he's <laughs> selling the other one. He
0: should be. Hey, Should be. for
3: Yeah. Patrick, the fireman says, I am sure a lot went into coordinating this Ike lot, uh, Ike uh, tournament, Fish with Ike, with social distancing, distancing deal. But thank you guys for doing it. Nice break from everything. My life is pretty much coronavirus updates and protocols. So he appreciates. Wow, uh, cool.
0: That's awesome. All that stuff. That's awesome. That's all I got for cool. now. Cool. Pete, I had two other things, and then we're going to take a little break. Um, I wanted to talk about tournaments. Um Obviously, they're all right now. Everything's in limbo. Uh, MLF, FLW, are by their press release are saying that things are postponed. Right? Bass has postponed three or four events. Um, mm-hmm. What do you What do you see happening here with tournament fishing? Uh, are Are these tournaments going to try to reschedule? Are these tournaments going to wash this year out and start over again next year? What do you see happening with with tournament fishing?
1: Well, you know, like and that's a big question, right? Uh, and no, we can't we can't possibly know because the, the virus is going to dictate everything, and and how our you know um how how we're able to treat it is going to dictate that. So, my 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 thinking is and if I was in doing these tournaments um, what I'd be doing is if if we start to see a peak, if we start to see, we get to the other side of this thing, maybe in May or June that, that we're going to fish, right. Have a season still. We still have plenty of time. And, and I think, uh, I think the locations that want to have tournaments at their, at their Lake are going to, are going to, continue to want to bring those tournaments to their lakes. Right. So, um, you know, and I think the fishing community will be still wanting to see them. And, uh, you know, so I think if we can get to the other side of this thing in, in 30 or 60 days, yeah, I think we're going to see tournaments just ramp back up and have it and have at it. Do you think we'll but, see it? You, you think we'll see
0: a change on format of tournaments? Because when you look at the formats, Bass was always so good, really good at, events right and bringing fish Mm -hmm. in and the fanfare and coming back to a weigh-in where you're in a weigh-in line you're very close to the other anglers you're near all these people you've got fans you've got media mlf is the opposite mlf has no fans at the event it has no uh weigh-in you know none of that it's it's more of a solitary deal do you see all these other tournament organizations changing their format to MLF and in, in light of what's happening?
1: Uh, you know, it, well, let, let me address it like this. MLF certainly has an advantage if they, if they open the window and, you know, eliminate fans. Like, you know, we're I was hearing some other sporting events talking about having sporting events, uh, but no fans, you right. know, as the first step to bring their sport back. Right. Um, you know and and MLF is perfectly positioned hey just open the door for us we can go right now yeah and and I know I know all you guys want to go I know all the anglers want to get out there um so they're they're in the best position from from that perspective but uh and and you know if they let tournaments happen without having any fanfare I think uh I don't know if bass would change their format I don't know I think they would probably I don't. I, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I think that they're they're wonderful in their uniqueness, and uh, I wouldn't want to see them change it, with the exception of not allowing fans to attend.
2: Right. But these are
1: all big what ifs, Mike. Yeah. I mean, what if? What if? What but if? Towns, you know, we towns, we could be here till September and still dealing with this thing. You know, yeah.
3: the city's bass to be there for the fans. Mm-hmm. They want the commerce. The yeah.
0: So um, well, the more people that come, the better for the location. Yeah, I mean that's why they yeah. that's why they
3: bring the event. There.
1: Yeah. MLF gets the same thing. MLF gets, you know, you know, they work with cities uh as well, Brian. Even it's kind of a different model a little bit, but it's it has a lot of similarities. Because they're promoting that lake and that by promoting that lake and the fishing, like that Lake Fork, which they just did, I mean the Lake Fork's gonna see a boom, you know? Yeah. So here's,
0: here's the second part of this question, Pete. And, I, 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 and again, I don't want to, you know, I, I, just, I just think this is a reality. When I cornered Glenn about, you know, when we come out of this, whether it's two months, three months, nine months, how bad it going to be? Is it going to be worse than that recession of 2008, 2009? Because you, you remember back then the fishing industry was hurt bad. Uh, you know, well, pe- people were losing yeah. their jobs. Pros were losing sponsorships.
3: Wawa wa- Hoagie Lady says 120 days, and then we're back to normal. Everyone's living high on the hog.
0: Okay, there so you go. Wawa wa- Hoagie <coughs> Lady, 120 days. Um, p- Pete, the, re- the reality of this, a- and, again, I just I, this is just what I think the facts are going to be, is a lot of pro anglers, quote, unquote, pro anglers, tournament guys, are going to be uh, without the same uh, f- endorsements they had. It's the reality of it. I, 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 mm-hmm. I hope I'm not, you know, hope I know there's some, probably some guys watching, but when all this is said and done, got, and and I'm not I'm susceptible to this too. But guys are gonna lose sponsorships, guys are gonna lose income from endorsements. It's gonna happen, I'm telling you. Some
4: it's, already
3: it, have.
0: It's 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 already happening. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen, it's gonna be worse at the start of next year. What happens now, Pete? That there's all these leagues, you know. You've got FLW Tour, FLW Toyota Series. You've got Major League Fishing. You've got Bass Elites. You've got this new circuit that started up. How the National hell? Professional Fishing League. How the hell are these guys going to fill these slots with guys that don't have uh, backing endorsements?
1: Well. Y- once again it depends this is unique like 2008 was different uh, because it was slow it was a very slow burn both on the downswing and the uptick and it took a long time uh, for the economy to cover this is that the economy was crushing it leading up to this uh everything was clicking right along and this is an extremely fast decline. We've got a tremendous uh, amount of money getting influxed into all the companies right now. There's, you know, they're be- they're able to support their employees. We've got at least like a two-month lifeline. And if we can if this ends quick like Wawa Hoagie lady lady says <laughs> and we're 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 back in a hundred days, uh man, we I mean we're gonna miss a step, but I think we're gonna explode. I think you're gonna see people so excited to get back to life and and spend money and get out and do things that uh it's possible that that could be the reaction now if it goes past that it will if it goes into the fall and into into you know where i've heard this can it, you know might have like the flu it might increase in the fall so we might we might see a surgence of this virus in the fall and if we're still in this situation, then, yeah, I mean, I think the whole face of fishing, the whole face of sport, is going to be changed. Yeah, and you know, they're yeah. they're claiming they're going to have football season right now. They're trying to just just like um, Glenn said, they're going to, we're going to have iCast. They're going to try to have a football season that's going to start in August and September, and um, you know, they're hopeful that that can happen. But man, who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows? Too we many, we got too, too many questions.
0: It's
3: wait
1: and
0: see. Yeah. It's wait and see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Brian, you want to take a break? Wanna, yes. Did you want to? Yeah. Okay, Pete, we're going to take a break. Um, listen, everybody watching and listening right now, hang in there with us because we've got one more segment, and we did save the best for last because we're we're talking about all this COVID stuff. Nobody, you know, I, I mean, it, it gets to a point where it's numbing. We're done talking about mm-hmm. that. We're going to get Mark Daniels Jr. Woo! on the phone. Great guy. Great, amazingly talented fisherman. We're going to talk to him about his recent event at Lake Fork. Great event down there. We're going to talk to him about his season, his life, his family. We're going to talk to him about everything. Uh, it's going to be a good interview. So hang in there with us. When we come back, Mark Daniels Jr. on a brand-new Ike Live.
2: Hi. Today we're going chest-to-chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing him down with three name-brand bars. The result? A sad milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch Soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch is taking over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today.
4: Four and a half inch drop shot worm, a Bug. Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. 3 ot, no, 4 ot EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus and he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new Tackle every month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh, is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number 6. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm I'm straight addicted. Might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it.
2: You can't can't even see it man. That might be a keeper.